Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. We're joined now by one of our favourite humans. Uh, he is going to be down at the Galway Comedy Carnival. Uh, it is 100 artists, 60 shows, 17 venues. There's a whole week of crack ahead for Galway. The Galway Comedy Festival returns October 25th, 31st. And it wouldn't be the same without the one and only Andrew Maxwell. Good morning, sir. Oh, good morning, boys. What an uncommon and unalloyed pleasure to be before you. <laughs> wow. It's great to have you. In what in your wonderful new studio. You like Look this? At this. Yeah, see, we're, we're used to it now at this point. But uh, for people coming in, it's so like exciting swanky. and different and swanky. And it looks like you're selling fancy women's shoes. Yeah, Dermot's got a, crypt, a Krypton Factor <laughs> challenge behind him. He does, yeah. <laughs> He's got to put a ping pong ball in the little slots in the door and make it get to the bottom. It's very exciting. Well, I remember when you started off with just a shed with egg boxes on that. <laughs> Remember, that, wrong. Remember, wrong. That? Remember that? Uh, welcome back to Ireland because obviously you live in the UK but it's nice I to do. be doing gigs here again. It's great to be on an island that's not permanently mourning. <laughs> How has that been over the last two uh, weeks? Yeah, I just kept my head down and painted my house. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I restrained myself from Twitter at all times. Smart. But there was a very tangible outpouring of grief for, yes, the, for, the, for the, the Queen. people who were into it. Yes. <laughs> who were the majority in, in the UK, don't get me wrong, but there were still a good 20 million people who were like, I'm going to paint the spare bedroom <laughs> and say nothing for the next week and a half. Well, I guess we find it hard to understand, you know, because we don't have a monarchy. So we start to go, okay, well, is it a bit like oh, Michael D. Higgins? No, no, like no. Some... One of our listeners drew a perfect analogy. It'd be like if Mr. Tato died. That's what they said. It would be, it'd be like if Mr. Tato, the president, <laughs> and Bono... All oh, perished. Uh, all on the, they were all on the same rowing boat. <laughs> there you go. Doing a charity event across the Liffey and there was a, a weird mm. swirl and down and they went. Did you see the whole furore about uh, Holly Willoughby and uh, what's his face? The, uh, her co-host, uh, Philip, Philip, Philip Schofield. Schofield. They skipped the queue. Allegedly right. skipped right. the queue, which took like queue. 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> they said they were working on something so they had to go to the top of the queue but people wanted them thrown off television for skipping the queue to see, to see the Queen's body <laughs> and you didn't even get to see her like, it's, no they had to do a public apology on the air and everything I know I know yeah I mean it's a genuinely weird weird world it is a weird world but it's not it? like Ireland isn't also weird weird, weird <laughs> as well. it's not like we haven't got our own weird 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 going on but we all skip queues you know Irish so, people just join yeah. queues at weird places. You just fight your way onto the bus. That's what I like about <laughs> yeah. it. Everybody's leaning against the hedge, and then there's a clump. <laughs> you form a clump. It's actually much more efficient. Totally is way yeah. more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Clump you, it in. You're all on the bus, and you're away. You were gigging last night in the um, the lovely surrounds of Dorky. That's and right. And you're doing uh, Donnybrook and Greystones over the next couple I'm of talking, nights. Yeah, I'm just yeah. doing a couple of little gigs. It's the poshest tour in Ireland. <laughs> it is. Gosh, but everywhere you turn, there's men who can discuss Lanster with you. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere you go. Just, just turn. Three second rook speed. Astonishing. Astonishing. It's the real secret. It's how we turn other teams over. <laughs> so fast. So fast. Would you feel this? Well, you like lightning. There's grease lightning on both wings. <laughs> Would you fit into those conversations yourself? In the world, I, I love rugby. Yeah. I, I, I played rugby for my school, but. Uh, uh, then all the other boys grew big. Uh, <laughs> I so I loved it. I played it when I was 12, 13. By the time I was 14, everybody else was getting smelly and hairy yeah. and much bigger than me. And I didn't really like being smushed in the mud in November. <laughs> no. So it's, that's where I discovered the drama class. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where the girls were. <laughs> it's such a weird age uh, for a boy. Uh, if you remember oh. back at that kind of 14. Because suddenly, as you say, you're all the same. 
And then suddenly there's a, like a giant six foot two man yeah. who's covered in hair, in, in the, you know, with you in PE in the changing room. And you're like, that's my friend Derek. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Derek's 34 and he's, uh, he's going to do his leave and start soon. Yeah. He's, he's just ruminating what, like, what category of dollar shave he should be buying. <laughs> So they get the full year subscription yeah. to get new blades or and you're just like I like running in the park <laughs> I know I've got a stick and I pretend but, it's a sword but then you you have to like you, you still have to remain friends and usually just act as if nothing has happened yeah. except Derek is three foot taller than he was at the start of the summer and yeah. now you've come back and he's he's a grown man he's yeah. taller than your father he's harumphing about the price of cigars <laughs> <laughs> and he loves Leinster rugby yeah he's just he's just googling where you can get a spare part for a sab. It's so hard to get the spare parts for a sab. Come here. Uh, we'll get on to no, so, genuine, I've been working in the world of rugby. Yeah. Well, this what have you been of, doing? One of, one of the remote lockdown jobs I got, mm-hmm. and it is for a touch, is working for BT Sport Rugby. You? Yeah. Doing what? Me and Hal Crutton, English comedian, yeah. very funny. He's a massive Saracens in England fan. And, you know, I'm an Ireland fan and just general rugby fan. Mm. And it was me, him, and Ugo Monye used to play for oh, Queens in England. What a beast Ugo is. Yeah. yeah. And there's the three of us just would watch the you know the BT Sport have uh, the English Premiership yeah. rugby mm. watch every game and then just natter about it so it's like goggle box almost of rugby yeah <laughs> amazing that is do. so good well it's not your first time doing this you did a rugby show at Virgin Media before mm-hmm. didn't you so this yeah, is your you have right? form in this in this yeah, area exactly. yeah and he's just you know and, and to be honest I've watched rugby and seen gone to see Ireland play since I was 12 with mm. my dad that's how my love of rugby started but I still don't know what happens when it all they're all on top of each other and then a geography teacher squats down blows a whistle points in one direction and go yeah and I just wait till everybody else says something and then I'm like yeah yeah Jacqueline in, coming in from the side <laughs> coming in from the side he didn't hold his body weight but up but how can ah. you get away with that Ugo Manye like, I, mean, I just let all the rugby players talk first right okay and then I'll just and then say, you oh, God, I was competitive. I'll tell you what, Jackling. There's still the word Jackling in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, your TV stuff is everywhere. You, you did X on the Beach. You're back again voicing that. Yes, new series of X on the Beach is back. That'll be coming out really soon on Excellent. MTV and all your thingamajigs. Do they ever let you near the beach? This is the thing that people always ask me, right? They're like, are you out there? I'm like... Uh, what in the luxury villa in Mexico? No, oh. I'm not following them around like some sort of dirty David Attenborough, <laughs> just hiding behind palm trees. There they are, Chloe and Chloe and Jaden. I just think it's a bit unfair. You know, you're the voice of the show. Surely they should get, at least give you like a, a field trip out there to well, see. They, every year they invite me because they have the whole cast mm. come along to see the first episode oh, in okay. a, a private screening in, in the West End of London in Soho. And they always invite me, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I've just been slagging these people yeah, off. <laughs> I don't meet the people I've been rinsing nonstop. <laughs> uh, you do have an amazing uh, show, which people can listen to on the BBC Sounds app. Because yeah. it was on Radio 4. So tell everyone, because this sounds utterly fascinating to me. Yeah, so it all came out of basically this. Uh, I've got a new series called uh, Andrew Maxwell Values on Radio 4. And it, it was basically. It all came out of the fact that, was, as we all were, just locked in our houses for two years. Yeah. Didn't know whether stand-up would ever come back. Mm. And I became just kind of obsessed with lots of things. But one of them was just the world of work. Right. Like, just playing in my own mind of, what would I do if this whole Fandango goes up in flames? Because this is all I've ever done. <laughs> Apart from professional rugby, obviously. Yeah, obviously, yeah. obviously. <laughs> 12-year-old league. God, God they're nippy. They're nippy. <laughs> Can't jump, but they're nippy. <laughs> so... Uh, 
and it all came out of that of just exploring the world of work. So the series was all about. I did wrote four uh, half hour specials for Radio Four about the world of work. They'd be stand so that's that's stand, a stand up element stand up and, yeah. and interviews with experts and oh, okay. right, economists right. and and journalists and whatnot. And uh, it was a history of work, the future of work, the changing nature of work, uh, and you know. The, what jobs why do people get paid so much for one job and, and not for another? yeah 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 so that's all uh, it goes out in the 6.30 comedy slot on Radio but you 4. mix it in with live stand up recordings right. yeah, as well abs- which absolutely. is very cool that's yes. a big audience of half six uh, for Radio 4 well you know like a million people listen to everything everything Jesus. that goes into that 6.30 Radio 4 slot bare minimum a million <laughs> and then you get it's on it's on BBC Sounds on the BBC app mm, which yeah. is worldwide anything in audio the BBC giveaway, giveaway yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's well, not blocked, so you can listen to it. It must be nice to have that approach to writing stand-up in terms of, you know, you're not just mining the general world. Mm. You have a very focused topic, so yeah. it allows you to, you know, to really have that area to dip into without getting distracted. I imagine that's kind of a different way of writing stand-up and 100%, the performance. 100%. And look, I never went to university. Lots and lots of my mates did, but I never did. And I just thought, well, this maybe this is what it's like Doing a degree, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, Del- delving deep and sort of forming opinions. You yeah, sound like yeah. you did way more work. In fairness, <laughs> <laughs> four and a half hours. Are you crazy? <laughs> Which uh, is a lot. Like, it that's is a lot. lot. Yeah, it's yeah. like four dissertations. Like, you are going to the Gobby Comedy Festival, and you are doing your Edinburgh show. That's right. I'll be doing all sorts of gigs through the week. Sure, but uh, so this year my new Edinburgh show is called Krakatoa. So like that's, I had to move away from the mic right. because that's the only volume you can say. Krakatoa! Is this the famous Japanese volcano? It, well, it is indeed a famous volcano, mm. uh, but it's uh, sort of Indonesia. Yeah. Right. So, oh, okay. For the, it was very, you're right. It was I remember fam- it was a movie when I was a kid. That's right. So it was the most famous, it was the world's first famous event. Right, so it was in the eighteen eighties, some eighteen seventies. So we already had mass press and and global telegraph network. So it was it was it was a giant volcano that exploded and was so loud. The explosion was so loud that it could be heard in Beijing and in southern Australia like and thousands, East Africa as well. Yeah, yeah, thousands of miles away. It changed. It was such a huge explosion. It changed the air pressure of the planet three times. The the sonic boom went around the planet, changed the barometer. Three times before it finally dissipated, it was mm. like it's like a nuclear explosion. Going and around. didn't the whole mountain itself just blow up to pieces? Like That's it wasn't right. there after it. That's right, absolutely. The entire island. Okay, hang on a sec. This is not a, a like a lesson and a history no. lesson. How does this turn into a right, comedy so, show? So, right, thank you, thank you for bringing me back on track. And not on Radio Four here, so I'm trying to get to the punchline. Dave just Dave just doesn't want you doing Dave's world. I think that's oh, why he's so I'll, angry. I'll start telling you about Mount Tambora, which is an even more impressive volcano but, seventy years before him. But let's not get involved in that one. Hundred percent, and it became known as the Year of Winter yeah. because of it. Gave us Frankenstein. That's right, Mary See, Shelley. So many absolutely. things. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's the the world of Gothic literature comes as one of the many sidebars from that yes. and many revolutions as well but how do you get to a comedy show right okay. <laughs> so, the, so the premise of the show is okay so just finally about the history of Krakatoa it was such a famous event at the time it became the word Krakatoa became an, a common exclamation ah, people right. used to shout Krakatoa right in the way people might say holy Jesus um, holy Moly moly these days. <laughs> I guess that's what they say in the streets. Uh, but you get what I'm saying? Or, yeah. or the older old-fashioned one of Gordon Bennett. Yes. Right. It's, it became a popular exclamation. So I thought, I want to bring that back. 
right? Because we live in such a, a chaotic and, you know, you know, astounding world <laughs> yes, right now. Yes, I yes. thought we need a new exclamation. So that was the basic premise of the show. So in the show, there's on screen, there is a massive projection of an exploding volcano. Perfect. There's smoke machines <laughs> and... The rule of the show is any. I'm doing an hour stand up about all the crazy world we're living in. And at any point, for any reason, anybody shouts Krakatoa, the lighting state turns to bright, you know, Halloween orange, the, and the volcano explodes, and the whole room goes kaboom, and then I'm completely surrounded in smoke on stage. How do you stop the audience just doing it every five minutes? You can't. That's, that's the point. It's to live in the chaos. Right. right. So there's like one night, like during the fringe, like one night, one Saturday night, the proper audience had the devil in them. like, And they set off the, cra- the volcano so many times. I was just inside a smoke machine, right? Shouting at them, stop doing it! And they're like, obviously only... Like, it was just one of the best... As comedians, we're obsessed with the quality of laugh. Yes. The different type. But it, it brought out a type of, like, full-on giggling in class laugh. <laughs> you know, a teacher is absolutely losing the rag with you, and he doesn't know that his flute's half hanging out. Yes, <laughs> and you're like, he's like, oh, what are you all laughing at? What? You know, banging the board, yeah. really losing his rag. Like, you know, the <laughs> most impressive thing about this stand-up show isn't that you've mined uh, beautiful historical stories accurately to create comedy. It's that you've resisted the Irish temptation of turning the K-R-A-K into the C-R-A-I-C! <laughs> yeah, yeah. The crack yeah. I applaud you, Andrew Maxwell. Amazing. Well done. So uh, many people went, oh, you, you missed a trick there. It could be crack at all. Oh, no. Like, didn't no. miss a trick at all. No, 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 no. Made the conscious decision to avoid the trick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to see Andrew doing his shows at the Galway Comedy Festival, then go to galwaycomedyfestival.ie. Um, we'll see you, you down there. We'll be down as well awesome. doing our show from there. Yeah. yeah, we're going to be there. If you want to see him on his own tour dates, comedyclub.ie is the place yes, to go to yes. book tickets for those. For those, for these, these ones that I'm doing right now but I think they're, they're only little uh, really fun little rooms I think most of the tickets are gone I believe. sure a couple more left to fill them uh, in Galway Comedy Festival returns this October 25th to the 31st and get your tickets fast because 5,000 tickets sold last weekend alone so Amazing. a lot of people it's, ready for comedy it's such a ready. great weekend like best, Halloween yeah. in Galway like, I mean, yeah well, <laughs> you know what you can say to that Crack a Dermot and Dave weekdays from 9am today